Hey, welcome everybody. This is the Freedom Cats. I'm Chris Platt. I'm Jody Claypool. Stephen King. Wow. <laughs> All right, so uh, today we are doing what we call a book club episode, all right? Now, a book club episode is, is as follows. One of us brings a piece of content to the table. The three of us could be a movie, could be a TV show. If it's me, it's never going to be a book. I'm going to tell you right now. Not What's gonna, a book? There, my man. Well, and right out of the gate, before you even bring the topic up, Stephen's got it on his phone. He's cheating. Well, yeah, of course. I don't, I'm terrible about remembering names and things like that. Like I'll be able to give you like 14 different items of information about that particular thing, but I'm not going to be able to actually give you well, solid information. I mean, for cheating, I mean, well, uh, well, I'm prepared. I, I'm the what, only one. What, what you call this? cheating, we're calling being prepared to drive conversation. Uh, today, I am bringing to the table the American film classic, John Milius' 1984 opus, Red Dawn. I like it. So good like it's it. been done again. We're, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> we're going to talk about remake. The, we'll, probably, we'll talk about the remake. I, um, I live in a multiverse in which the remake never happened. Ah, okay. Um, along with the Point Break remake, unless it's Fast and Furious. That is a Point Break remake that I can roll with. Uh, it's a movie that's aged very well. You know what they're trying to steal? In uh, Fast and Furious, Jody? I have no idea. DVD players. The whole film is structured around these guys racing cars real fast so they can steal a truck of DVD players. It's aged well. All right, so we're talking, speaking of things that have aged well, however, Red Dawn. 1984. It is the dawn of World War III in the West Mountains of America when a group of teenagers band together to defend their town and their country. From invading Soviet forces. Okay, so right out of the gate, uh, anybody our age or anywhere near our age has had Red Dawn fantasies. I I live almost in a perpetual Red Dawn fantasy. <laughs> I don't yeah. know about you guys. No, um, yeah. Uh, first of all, I, I, I want to back both of those statements that you've made. Yes, we all have, and you still do, and I respect I, that. I and do, love that yeah. In my brain, there's a, little, there's a little algorithm running for what happens when just parachutists start landing in the neighborhood. What do I do? And okay. I... You've got it all mapped out, I'm yeah, sure. We're yeah, going to get to that. We're going to get to that later here in a minute. Stefan, when did you first come across this really important text? Uh, man, uh, Red Dawn was... Pretty late for me comparatively to when it was released. So you said 1984. I mean, I was four at the time. So uh, it was catching it on TBS quite a bit. Um, I've seen like part of it uh, about 70 times. And then finally, probably about 10 years ago, saw the whole thing, especially actually in that a multiverse that doesn't exist for you. Uh, that came out. I'm like, all right, I got to watch the whole original and see how it compares. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Did you watch the whole original first? No. It was after. You saw the remake first. I saw the remake first, yes. Oh. Wow. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Wow. That's a way. I mean, that's how you're living your life, man. And I mean, listen, it's a judge-free <laughs> zone. Yes, Almost. We are totally <laughs> judging you. Almost. <laughs> but when that, that's That's wild. all right. Yeah. Uh, Jody, what about you? When did you come across this film? I came across this film almost when it came out. Yeah. Like I was right there in the sweet spot. I yeah. was, I was of age, yeah. right? I was, I was living that adventure with 
the cast as they were going through it. And I thought to myself, I would do exactly that. Yeah. If all these parachutists were landing behind the school and just started shooting students, I would steal a truck. I would drive to a Mickey's Army Navy and just fill it up with all the stuff I would need to survive in the hills. And it would be like a Robinson Crusoe slash Terminator scenario where I was just building my society to come back and, yeah. and fight the rebels or fight the invading force. Yeah. I was all on board with that. Still are. Yeah. And in fact, Quite I would, a bit. every once in a while, I just think, could I drink a cup of blood? The I, look I, in I, your could, I could totally drink a cup of blood. Again. Come oh, on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right. Come on. Come on. Okay. Bye. Now, for those who haven't seen the movie, I am not some weird sicko. That, that is relevant. So go see the movie and then judge me. Well, yeah, well, yeah, we'll, we'll cover that. Um, uh, with you, um, a, a continuing thread in my life is seeing movies at a far too young an age. Uh, Stefan, like you, I was probably four when this came out. I yeah. think I probably saw at the age of the ripe old age of six or seven. Okay. Um, there was a, there was this in my house growing up, there was never a, hey, let's send the boy out. Well, we watched this film. No, it wasn't ever a thing. So I saw Red Dawn. I, I saw it in the, I must have been, I was a child. So there was a lot, there, I mean, sure, explosions and gunfire. I'm in. <laughs> the, uh, the geopolitical ramifications of it went over my head just a bit. Um, well, now, so Red Dawn takes place in a preposterous, fantasiful world in which. I don't know um, if that's a word, but we'll go with it. Fantasiful? Yeah, I, I don't I don't think it's it's, it sounds it sounded yeah fine. it could be very German um, it sounds like a combination of like eight words yeah it might be fantasy fantasiful Fan- nah, that's not a word it's full of fantasy okay George Bush hey Brian <laughs> could you uh Brian could you let us know fantasiful let, let us know if that's a word I'm on it. thank you um world in which uh Eastern Europe has collapsed to such a way that Russia now becomes an invading force again Nothing related to the real world or anything like no, that. No, that's not possible. Okay. Well, for those of you who are, are listening with a sarcastic ear, <laughs> this is actually, there's, there have been some geniuses in their day who were prophesizing the inevitable. I think, I think this is one of those cases. This film is terrifyingly, terif- t- terrifyingly? That's that's a real word. That's that one's a, right. yeah, I don't feel like the pronunciations. The pronunciations. You know, anytime a word has a question mark at the end of it, when you terrifyingly um, relevant to today's news. Actually, if you combine yeah. the the first one and the one that shall not be named together, terrifyingly fanciful, yeah. fantasiful. Okay, fantasiful. Uh, this film. Let's talk about this cast. Patrick Swayze, in his. I mean, you're talking. Oh, this is fun. like. This is this is like uh, he's you know rated rookie level. Like you're you're buying your or Pat, at ninety eight four you're buying your Patrick Swayze rookie cards because those mm-hmm. things are gonna so a little film called Dirty Dancing's coming up, boys, and those cards are gonna go through the roof. See Thomas Howell, um, star of probably the worst film, worst aged film of all time. I'm talking about a little movie called Soul Man. Anybody remember Soul Man? No. <clears throat> Yeah, actually, I remember the name. Is it a sw- place uh, swap? C. Places, Thomas Howell wants to go to Harvard Law, but doesn't think he can get in as a white guy. So he takes skin darkening pills uh, and yes. gets admitted as a black man. This is a real movie. This film happened. And you know, it didn't happen in like 
1956. <laughs> that sucker came out after this one. Uh, that happened. Uh, Charlie Sheen. Maybe you heard of him. Mm. Leah Thompson. Jennifer well, now Grey. You, now you know Charlie Sheen for like big Tarvey commercials. Now we've got the whole blood drinking in, in uh, perspective. Deer yeah. blood. Yes, tiger yeah. blood. Tiger blood. Yes. Yeah. The connections are endless, boys. You just yes. gotta have. Yes. You just gotta take off. Take off your blinders, man. They're everywhere. Um, so yeah, this film opens up. Kids are in like history class. Teacher looks out the window. Guys are parachuting onto the schoolyard. Teacher steps out. Fellas, what's going on? Gun down right away. We're off and running. We are <laughs> yeah. off and running. It's a strong start. Strong start. Let me ask, we're going to start right now. As I see it, there's three ways to go if you're in this movie, right? You are jump, stealing the truck, mm-hmm. heading to the woods. Yep, hero. That's the hero route. The hero route. The uh, You're going the route of the, uh, you're either the teacher, you're either gunned down immediately, or you just kind of go about your business, keep your head, you know, there are the people who still went to work, like the lady who's still working at the drugstore yeah, when the, the boys sneak. We'll call that the lemming. The lemming route. Yeah. Yep. And then, or you're ending up in the camp up against the chain link file. We'll get going now. Chain link fence. Yeah. You know, screaming, yeah. Avenge me! Yeah. Great scene, oh, by the way. I love you. I know you do, son. I love you, too. Boys! Avenge me! Avenge me! That one hits different as a dad now. I'm looking at my... I'm watching on my iPhone last night, looking at my seven-year-old son. Avenge me! Yeah, it just it hits different. I'm telling you. Yeah, so, it, and you want the reaction from those strong, younger teenage males that you would get in the movie because now i i have a feeling it would be like avenge me and they would be like okay and look down at their phone walk away like oh that does not hit the same way at it, all. that's tough see i've right. got a seven-year-old i've got seven-year-old so i'm like i still i feel like i still got hope but yeah i mean yeah we'll we'll see how long that lasts um all right i'm gonna ask, we'll go around the table stefan where are you are you are you the hero route are you going about your yours hey somebody's got to drink that yum, somebody's got to drink those yummy suds just yeah, gonna yeah, go yeah. about your business or are you in the camp freedom cats is brought to you by jc innovations we provide engineering services for medical device development and defense it's also brought to you by tippy river adventures want to get on the tippy river and enjoy the water with your friends and family come out Check us out. Have some fun. You know, somebody's got to drink those yummy suds. Just yeah, going to yeah, go yeah. about your business, or are you in the camp? Well, I mean, I, I, that's a good one. Everybody wants to say they're the hero route, but and I don't necessarily think that's the case. And just for clarification before he answers, when Chris said yummy suds, he's not talking about a cup of deer blood. So Stephen King runs Hop Floor Brewing, one of our sponsors, and so he's talking about Hop Floor's delicious. Right. Brewed beer, not deer blood. Yeah, it, for the nine people who out there who thought I was talking about deer blood when I said yummy sud. What is what, here again? The whole like lemming thing hits a little different today than before. Um, how being so? in the being in the brewing industry, there's a brewery in Kiev right now that is literally making Molotov cocktails and handing them out mm. um, instead Delicious. of making beer. 
Um, so you know, there's you know, some hophead dude that's like, you know what, man? Actually, there you go. That's the next name of your brew, Molotov Cocktail, and you can send proceeds to. Oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah, absolutely. There's breweries all over the place that are doing that right now. Oh, I'm sure. Um, Damn, you know, there's there's one up in uh, Wisconsin that's uh, it's called Putin is a dick. And uh, they're <laughs> selling fantastic. that and uh, and sending proceeds. So, is that yeah. a stout or is that? I, I'm not real sure. It was like uh, 32 ounce crawlers. The the uh, labels are are pretty epic though. So yeah. Um, so uh, like I said, everybody wants to imagine that they're going to be that hero guy. Um, I'm not that imaginative. I would probably be that lemming for a while until you know things start to hit the fan. Yeah, I'm a total hero. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but kinda, he could be lemming guy making Molotovs on the side. Well, so that's there's there's like there's, maybe he does maybe he doesn't virtue signal the way you do. Like I'm getting in my truck and I'm going <laughs> in the woods. You Everybody need, look at me. You need both. You need both. You need to have that that show of force so that the the invading force has something to focus on. But then you need like the the um, clandestine lemming who's kind of working behind the scenes, gathering intel and making Molotov cocktails. So. so Stefan's going about his business, doing yeah. doing a little more than likely, yeah. doing a little saboteur stuff on the side. Right, Wolverine. You're in the woods. One hundred percent, Wolverine. You're probably all, we're already in the woods and just happened to. That's be, right. yeah, you're already out <laughs> there right. doing it. That's right. And then it just sort of then happily enough, the Russians invaded, and now you can continue. That's right. Now, yeah. now playing the banjo in the woods is not so weird, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. How you like me now? Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, I'm probably in the camp. Yeah, you're totally in the camp. I think I'm in the camp. Yeah. Too many Facebook posts or something. Like That's I got right. I'm on a list already somewhere, I think, where it's like, you know, yeah, they, who isn't? they come in, they cut, co- you know, they find the they find the, the the sympathizers come aside real quick. They've got the list. Oh, this yeah. Yeah. I'm in the camp. Yeah. And I might swing by and see you, but don't expect the the Just the, take care of the kids, would you? Just grab you know be like this one? Is grab this, the wife and kids. Yeah. Get off your phone. Say say bye to your dad. Right. I'll, I'll make sure he looks right. at you. There's seven. How dare you? <laughs> Um, do we all agree with everyone's assessment? I think that's safe. Yeah, yeah. Wow, so you guys are just no pushback at all that I'm in the camp, huh? No, no, you're totally no. in the camp. None at yeah, all. None. None. All right. Yeah, you would like probably would start putting up the fence and then just kind of stay in there. Oh, I built my own camp. <laughs> wow. Like I'm gonna be here anyways. Might as well just. Um, that I mean, okay, so that gets to I mean, that, I, I mentioned earlier we're talking about like favorite scenes. They the boys go into the camp scene wrecks me every time. It's a good one. Yeah. Wrecks me. You yeah. know, seeing they're asking about their dad. Well, there's see the Thomas whole, There's the whole buildup too, right? There's there's that whole crescendo to that dramatic scene. They've gone through some trials, right? Sure. And it's like that that scene where you want to have the hope where you're going to be able to rescue those ones that are dearest to you, right? So you kind of hold clinging to that hope that they can kind of reclaim that but then that moment occurs where it's like nope well it's a moment right yeah. and, no, and that's a good point right because it's also a moment for the kids because they're still to a point in the film right they're still kids playing soldier that's right yeah and they're hoping oh, they've got their guns they've got their food and everything but they're still looking for their dad that's right they're still trying to hold on to a piece of what they remit of the life that they their know humanity, their right. human right but right before they commit to becoming full-on monsters yeah and so you have yeah. c thomas howell who you know he's still looking for his dad he's still and looking for he's his still dad white and at this point yeah yeah he's still <laughs> you have to see soul man it is horrendous <laughs> and like uh james earl jones is in it plays a plays a uh, a harvard law professor it's a there are people who signed up to do this movie thinking it was a good idea is it still available i, I mean 
I'm I'm sure it's been erased from everywhere. No, it didn't point. get it didn't get the uh, uh, the Shazam yeah. treatment that uh, the Sinbad yeah, movie. Now that did. you bring it up, though, there's scrubbers out there. If there, if, if Scrubbers of movies really was a thing, they would have done that on the Soul Man movie because <laughs> it's not, it has not aged well at all. Um, but yeah, so I think they're looking for that. That's a key moment when they that disconnect happens, yeah. and then they, now they they can do what they have to do. Yeah, that's a huge scene so, for me. So okay, to transition to taking this, what was the word? Fanciful. Fancifulness? Fantasiful. Fantasiful. Brian, we get a we, we get a ruling on that? Yeah, yeah I got you. Uh, so, fantasiful is not, but fanciful is. And fanciful is like a nice way of saying that's really fancy. Okay. Yeah. Not at all what I was going you, for. You didn't you didn't yeah, hit close, it at all. There. Yeah, yeah not at all. Extra syllable in there that wasn't. Well, this, is, this is why I'm constantly in that five to six guess range on Wordle. Constantly, and on the whole, just making and on Soul Man, you can watch the whole movie off YouTube for three dollars. Three dollars. Hey, go. so yeah, if you want to, if you want to, uh, if you want to donate three dollars to a horribly racist and awful <laughs> yeah. endeavor, and you immediately get put on a list. Yeah, and, you know, maybe shit on that. If you paid three dollars to see Soul Man, yeah, definitely on a list at that point. You might pirate that one. I'm just saying, it's pretty awful. Okay, um, so so yeah, to apply this to. Like modern times, mm -hmm. right? At what point does humanity need to transition to be the monster? Like Americans, when do we transition to become that monster? Or when do we see ourselves giving up that humanity? Um, boy, I don't think it'll take nearly as much as it took these kids. Well, we're like, we're in the midst of like virtue signaling ourselves into a war. So as soon as you commit to something like that, you got to transition pretty quick to becoming brutal, right? Right, but I, what I'm saying is is that I don't think, I think people nowadays, like, you take away the internet and it's, we're done. Like, the monster comes out. I think, we, I think we've grown, that's what I'm saying, I think we've grown so comfortable and those comforts are now confused as rights. Yeah. Like, internet goes away, it's over. Guys, guys, look what happened with toilet paper like two years ago. Like, there was a, th a hint that maybe you couldn't have two-ply, and people lost their minds. People were fighting each other. There were fist fights <laughs> over an imagined run on toilet paper. So, so, wait a minute. Are you saying in this current age, if they were going to make try to do Red Dawn again, it would actually be Russians going into, like, Walmart and just shooting the toilet paper? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm saying that Could I don't be. think for, uh, for, for us to reach our – animalistic monster stage i don't think you need boots on the ground anymore i'm telling like you take away internet access oh, or, right. yeah. and people are going to lose the, the whole thing the whole thing crumbles it does it does there is we have become delicate flowers haven't we oh yeah it is a nation of hot hot, hot house flowers a nation of flowers we used That's, to be sleeping giants now we're now we're the the the, the petals so if if we were to say to the younger generation like you're saying what you were four you were six Seven. When I saw it, yeah. Well, he was like, he 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 saw the remake first. We are not yeah, the yeah. same. Yeah, do okay, not. We are not the same. But let's say we we take we take the age group that is intended to watch the original Red Dawn from the age that we watched it. Yep. So like the thirteen sure. to twenty three year old yep. age group. Now take the thirteen to twenty three age group now and have them watch it. What are we saying? We're saying that it wouldn't hit the same way. Not at all. 
I don't think I, I, and I'm old man on my lawn here yelling at the sky, but I don't think, I can't imagine that a 12 year old in 2022 gets the same like Wolverine fantasies we all got when we saw this movie. Yeah. And part of that is because like in our lifetime, we were, I think we're old enough, all of us to remember the Russians as the ultimate bad guy in life. Yeah, like the great we, Satan. Like when we were growing up, there yeah. was a villain. Like it was like, yeah. it was, and the villain in the movies was the villain in real life. It like uh, Rambo, Rambo three, well, two as well. Right. He's fighting the Russians. Right. Rocky four fighting the Russians, And then, they're real. Like the the villains were real. It's like the empire was real. It was a real thing, and I'm like that happened. And then we saw them. We saw the collapse, and we saw the rebuilding. And they're going to try democracy for a little bit, and then now it's like a weird dictatorship, oligarchy kind of thing. But um, watching this, the 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 fantasy in the back of your mind was always like, okay, this could happen though. Yeah. Like well, this, but there right. was a, there was also okay. So from the standpoint of defining the ultimate bad guy, there is a there is this kind of a a dominance uh, strategy with the bad guy, an unprovoked "I want your stuff, so I'm coming to take it" type of thing. And so, as the defenders of quote unquote freedom, you could rally behind. Well, you can't take my stuff. I'm an American, right? I. I like liberty and I'm not going to be oppressed. How does that play out now? How does that play out now? Nobody's in, well, that's not true. We're being invaded, but it's like, you know, come on in kind of a thing, right? Yeah. So who's the bad guy? How do you define the bad guy? It's not so clear anymore, right? No, not at all. And a lot of times the the bad guy, I mean, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say the bad guy is, depends on, you know, where you fall in the political spectrum at this time. Like, that's really what it comes down to. If you're on this side of the political spectrum, that's the bad guy and vice versa. Like, fat, you're a fascist, you're a socialist and, and all that type of stuff. You know, as as far as, like, you know, we're talking about Putin, um, he's become that universal bad guy that everybody, you know, rallies against. Um, but it's seeing it from 10,000 feet. Um, I don't see people today reacting the same way kids in this movie did in all reality. It's it's all about keeping that status quo going, and uh, that's that's really what it comes down to for me. But to your point, like you you know I you say you know Putin is seen as like this universal bad guy. Yeah, I don't know. Not on not on my newsfeed. I don't know if that's true. Not yeah. I see I I see posts. You know, well, okay, yeah. You know, at least he's a strong leader, not like who we have. At least he's at least he believe at least he stands there for what he believes in, not like the leaders we have. I don't I don't get that news feed. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I've not well, seen I'm, that. That's a, I'm friends with Russian bots, so I don't know uh, if that's what it is. That's yeah. You got to quit giving your social security number out. You're getting yeah. uh, you're getting the wrong feeds. So what I what I see is you've got a you've got a conflict that's happening, and there is some recognition that the conflict that's happening is at the oligarch stage. You've got Russian oligarchs attacking Ukrainian oligarchs. And it's the people that suffer. So the bad right. guys right. are both oligarchy kind of classes. This the is bourgeoisie, why the Russians, if you will. Yeah, 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 the Russians are like, I don't, we don't like this guy. We right. don't agree with what he's doing. So then the Russians don't become the bad guy. It's a very specific group. So, yeah. Well, this is an, an all new, I mean, I'm looking at World War III uh, happening on a totally different level 
than wars have been fought in in the past. I mean, you look at like the social media outcry that's happening. I, I, I'm a Reddit guy, so I'm always watching like foreign news on Reddit. And, you know, there's Russian oligarchs that have literally put hits out on Putin because their funds are all getting frozen. Their assets are getting seized in other countries and they're not liking it either now. Um, so like I, I, this like hits on a whole different weird level than anything that all of us have seen. It's not like we're, you know, throwing the, the Wolverine movie in with bazookas, sending it over the Mujahideen to fight him to fight off the invaders. Um, you know, it's, it's people on Rambo three. What's that? Rambo three. Yeah. Uh, it's people sending that themselves. Uh, those guys that just got arrested in DC with guns because they're going to go fight for the Ukrainians. These are U.S. citizens that just got arrested with guns in D.C. trying to fly over there. Well, okay, so there is some appeal to that. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, in my <laughs> Jody, <laughs> Jody just, like, Dang, Jody, you ruined my plan. Jody just heard everything you said, and it was like, I'm, I'm waiting for the bad part. Like, what's the catch? That's right. Like, what's the, like yeah. there is a part of the population where it's like, hey, you know, give me a gun and let me just start shooting at stuff, right? Put me in a conflict. We have been without conflict long enough. And if it's not going to be here, give me a plane ticket. I'll fly over there, you know, and I'll show you what I made of kind of a thing. How close yeah. have you been to booking a trip to Eastern Europe in the last six weeks? Me? Yes, you. How close? I mean, not have Eastern. you opened up a browser? Not, not Eastern Europe, but I did want to fly over to Germany. In relation to what's going on no, now. No, no, no. I news. just like Germany. That's my question. Like, in like relation Germany. to what's going on in the news, how close? I mean, I, don't is. tell me you haven't ideated it because I know you have. I know. I know. I just know it. I know you have. There is a, there is a uh, novel opportunity, a unique opportunity to see, to go on a tour that you wouldn't otherwise be able to go on in, you know, this last 12 days. So, what's that? What's what tour is that? It's the, oh, yeah, there's a conflict going on over there, tour, right? It's like, oh, you know. I'm just 12 days. In, I'm like, all right, peace, guys. I'm I've out. Seen it, I've seen it in movies, <laughs> right? But, this isn't Wolverine, so I got to go. Yeah, there's there's a little bit of the adrenaline junkie thing that allowed me to fantasize about that. Okay. Yeah. No, I respect it. No, yeah. like, uh, it seems like I'm making fun, but I'm not. I respect the fact that, like, you genuinely are like, I'm going to go. I could go. Yeah. Me, I'm... I'm like, now, am I West enough? But, but, Do I but need to go a little further? Here's first? the barrier for me. I don't wear masks and I'm not vaccinated. So I couldn't even get on the plane. I'll end up taking the plane down because they'll be like, put on your mask. I'll be like, no. And they're like, okay, we either kick you out the door or we got to land over here and you get shipped down to you know Guantanamo again, you know? Again. Yeah. We got to unwrap that a little bit, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Again. joke. I've Meta never been to Guantanamo Bay. Metaphorically. Yes. Right, right. Yeah, yeah metaphorically. Felt um, their pain in that I uh, can't do things because I'm not vaccinated. Yeah. 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 That's the whole point. It's like just like being in Guantanamo. Yeah, you can't. It's just like being in Guantanamo. <laughs> I I was in a Walmart and they put me put my mask on. I felt the pain of those people in Guantanamo. Welcome to the thirteen to twenty three year old. It's, it's practically the same thing. Freedom Cats is brought to you by 24-7 Cars. Are you looking for an affordable vehicle that you'll love? Then come see us at 24-7 Cars. With two locations to serve you in Larwell and Bluffton, you'll find what you're looking for at 24-7 Cars.
Hey, we live in a world where when there's a deadly pandemic, there's a rush on toilet paper. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. if we're doing this whole What was numbers, that about? I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think we live in a society that has gotten so far out of whack with our priorities. We're, things are so easy for us. It's like the, what is it, the prince and the pea or the princess and the pea kind of a deal, right? It's a fantasical story. It's a fantasical. Um, so it's one of those em- deals. The emphasis on the wrong syllable. Well, and you're not wrong, I think, about the internet. I mean, if we look at the, if we look at the generation just before ours, and you ask them to drive from point A to point B without their phone, without some sort of flat screen, you could even give them a paper map. I think there's a good percentage of those people that wouldn't even try it. They would just be, it would be too daunting for them to even get on the road. Yeah. So I, I, I think you're right. I think they don't know how to prioritize. When things go wrong, they think toilet paper is the, you know, life-ending supply they need. Then they're stocking up on, you know, Doritos and Mountain Dew. It's like there's zero nutritional value in that. No wonder you need all that toilet paper. Have you had the new Flame and Hot Cool Ranch ones, though? You're going to be in the cage. Just, just <laughs> avenge me! <laughs> I'm just going to shake my head and be like, is that Dorito crumbs on your fingers? Throw <laughs> me some, throw me some Flame and Hot Cool Ranch Dorito. No, because he crunches up the whole bag and just yeah. pours them. Yeah. I, I, guarantee, I guarantee this is what happens. He gets a Chick-fil-A sandwich, gets that bag, crunches it up, puts it on the top, smashes it down, and drinks a Diet Coke. Um, all of that sounded amazing. First of all, I'm not a diet, co- not Coke guy. Not a, I'm not a soda guy at all, but, um, that sounded really good. Um, let's talk about John Milius for a second. Switch, bring it back to the film real quick. John Milius, uh, writer of Red Dawn. These are the last, these are the four films that he wrote within that period of time. John Milius, Conan the Barbarian. Oh my gosh. Jeremiah Johnson. Apocalypse Now. Oh, Jeremiah Johnson. Jeremiah Johnson. Do you know? Have you seen Jeremiah Johnson? No. Okay, Jeremiah. Sounds like a book of the Bible. Oh, no, Robert Redford. Like the cool book. Robert Redford, sick of the world, goes out, lives out in the woods by himself, hunting and trapping and stuff. Well, now I gotta watch it. Now, yeah, yeah you're okay. like, yeah, I'm on board. I yeah. gotta watch it. I was gonna say, you're like, when you when you started crapping on Jeremiah, like he has no idea what this movie is. This is your like, yeah, that's this is your this is your core text. If you just bother to watch it. Um, <laughs> Apocalypse Now. Uh, of course. That's beautiful. And Red Dawn. It's a strong lineup mm-hmm. of achievements. Not a skip in any of those. And then he just dropped off the map? What happened? No, he's done some, he did some other stuff since then. But, I mean, just those, that, within, all of those are within, like, so that's Con- a 10-year period. So Conan the Barbarian, now, if you've got kids listening to this, Earmuffs, was, like, the precursor to, it was, like, the entrance movie to watching porn for me there was that witch scene i don't know you know what i'm talking about that witch. it's scene. been a minute since i've seen it but uh, now we're now we're getting into like you're this is starting to feel like jody's therapy hour yeah. like, this is where my addiction <laughs> began <laughs> there was that because i was i actually the first time i saw this it's gonna sound so weird i was but you're going for it yeah it was late night i was at my my grandma's house my dad's mom's house and i was watching this and that witch scene came on and i was like i feel tingly and interested all of a sudden. Like, I was enjoying it anyways just because of the 
you know, muscles and the swords and the fighting and all that. And, but then there was that little extra. It was a moment where things changed. Yeah. I think that's the moment I just started, you know, getting hair down below. Got to tell you, when I, mentioned, when I mentioned Conan the Barbarian, this was areas that I welcome it. No, I welcome it. Yeah, no. Yeah. All right. Guys are gonna have to deal with what I just said. So uh, let that sink in process and think about your own personal moments. Yeah. Life. Yeah. No, this is good. This is good. Um I have no idea where to go from your first direction. <laughs> I, 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 I you don't have to expound. I don't want to know your personal stories. I just wanted to share. I appreciate that. I really <laughs> do. I really do. Um Stefan. What? Any scenes from this film that as you as you think about it that <clears throat> The, I, to me, uh, one of the biggest ones was the first like fight that they had with the Russians, and they came out as victorious, and then they realized that they could actually do this. Yeah, I, I think that's like one of those turning points that you know you talk about the that guy that heads out in the woods and and the lemmings and everything like that. To me, that's the turning point where you know lemmings or lambs become lions, where they see this happen, uh, and then they can then jump on board as well uh, i think that that's one of those things where um you know in in ukraine uh <laughs> dude the the president what a badass like he's that guy he's like i don't need a ride i need a gun and a flak jacket um and then all of a sudden like these ukrainian people are like heck yeah let's do this um that that was a scene in that movie that that i think was a turning point for for the lemmings if you will uh, if given the opportunity. Well, so, okay, to build on that, that's not actually the most badass thing I've heard from all the propaganda and stuff that's been thrown our way. The most badass thing I heard, and, and I don't know if this was scripted or what, but it was phenomenal. It was this sweet old lady, this soldier was walking by, and she said, I hope you have seeds in your pocket so something will grow when your dead body hits the ground. No, no, no. It's, it's so much more savage. She's giving out sunflower seeds that's, that's and telling is. them to eat it. She's because I want sunflowers to grow out of your corpse. Tell that, me if that's not Eastern European. Of that is Thanks, totally. Grandma. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. She's not asking for toilet paper. She's handing out seeds. That's As She's beautiful. drinking vodka straight out that's of the right. bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, the stuff that we've seen, and again, how much, I mean, it, they're all of these nice little stories, right? That gets yeah. that get plucked out and, and yeah. served up yeah, yeah. to us, right? Yeah. Let's not let's not kid ourselves, yeah, right? right? There's there's a, there are wars on many fronts happening here. Right? Yes, of course. Um, yeah. But it does. We have a we have an upcoming uh, primary, yeah. here in our county next couple months. We're gonna hear, I'm defending the Constitution a lot, not oh, just sure. from our local folks, but sure. nationwide. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to build on a theme that you've kind of heard. Um, after seeing Zelensky, I'm here to defend the Constitution just hits a little different. Just oh, hits a little different. Like, I can't yeah. help but look at guys and think, look at men and women who are running, like, is this is this person going to Zelensky for me? <laughs> yeah. Or is this person got my name on a list and uh, says, oh, okay. him, him, put him in the... Okay, but let, let's be a little bit more deliberate. Is there anybody, anybody, that would be a Zelensky? Probably not, but is that a bad, is that, it, does that take away from the metric that you grade your public officials by? Absolutely. Yeah. I think every politician before they decide to sign up for a law should be ready to die for that law. 
And when you have someone who is out there doing it, suddenly some of these things that we hear about, I'm doing this because I'm here to defend the Constitution. Again, yeah, it's like, come on. It's a what thing. do you mean by that? Right. Yeah. You mean until the next time you can make a buck or, you know, win a political, some political right. capital? When yeah. it works for you. Yeah. Defend it. Well, you think uh, even about, you know, military service. You look at the presidents. When's the, when's the last time we had a person that actually did military service? As a president, well, real, you gotta, you yeah, gotta real service. You gotta, re, you gotta qualify that, right? Because it's like, oh, you know, I was in the air force. No, no, you weren't. I mean, we're yeah. talking, yeah, what George H. W. No, W. was in the reserves. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. My point. yeah, yeah. He he was able to put it on his his transcript, right? You know, I certified. But we're even even let's say even George W. That that's almost twenty years ago now yeah. when he first started. Yeah. You know, we've got. Three presidents after that? Well, so the, you have to see how even service has become politicized. For sure. Right? That's, that's. I mean, when we're talking about patriots, what are we talking about patriots defending? Yeah. The corrupt system that we've got? No. It's the patriots defending the Bro. notion that the country was founded on. Bro, you don't have to tell me about service being politicized, okay? I was recently on the cemetery board. Yeah. I know about yeah. politica politicization <laughs> of service. Yes. And for those of you who don't know, you should do some research on, on Chris's service. I mean, we can tell the story. Go for it. Go for it. It's, Go a, good, it's a good story. And, all right. Uh, the political. This is very similar to the conflict between Russia and Ukraine. Like this, this is right. This parallels the propaganda mechanism. Go yeah. for it. All right. So uh, I used to. I, I served up until recently on the uh, Kosciuszko County Cemetery Board. So you go. You talk. Basically, it's one of these boards where you sit and the guy who runs the cemetery tells you what he's doing. We all say good job, and off we go. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I was coming up to my last meeting, uh, moving weeks, the uh, months leading up to, uh, uh, up to my last meeting, an issue of a preacher stand kept coming up. There's a, it's, it's a set of bleachers with a roof on it. Um, the, the guy who runs the cemetery said, you know, this thing's in disrepair. Uh, we get, we need to put money into it. Honestly, either we put I think it was $6,000. Either we put $6,000 into this thing or it just needs to go. It just needs to go. It's not really being used. It just needs to go. We table it. We table it. Comes to my last meeting. I sit there and I think, you know what? This guy, he's working hard on this thing. He wants this thing gone. He's the, he's the sexton. He runs the cemetery. If he wants it gone, I'm going to help my guy out. I'm going to help him out. I'm going to... Let's let's move forward. He, yeah. if he, I don't I don't know anything about this structure, but if he says it needs to go, I'm going to trust in this guy. This thing needs to go. So I say, so are you? I ask him. I say, so you're telling me that you need either six thousand dollars or this thing needs to go? Yes. Like all right, I move. The we tear this thing down. Let's do it. Second, unanimous vote. Board votes unanimous. We're doing it. We're doing it. I leave that meeting thinking, all right. <sighs> Service well done. Last meeting, hooked my guy up, got him what he needed. We're good. 
oh, Stefan, how wrong I was. Yeah, he, oh, did, I not, can imagine. he did not realize <laughs> I can imagine. that this was quintessentially all of Kosciuszko's love and <laughs> no, their but, history okay, wrapped but, up into a, a place that's convenient for hobos to have sex. Well, let me, let me, let me, let me push <laughs> back on that, though. It, again, a noisy few. A noisy few. I've said this before. It's always how it is. Find someone, find someone who loves you the way people love a business after it's closed. Oh, that was beautiful, oh, by the way. For what sure. a great, that was such a great comment. Find someone who loves you the way people love a business after it's closed. No one's been to this. I shouldn't say no one, but very few people have even been to this thing, right? But now that the threat that it's going away, the Facebook crows came a, came a calling. Just how could you? This is crazy. Uh, a, a, a guy who's running for a county commissioner or council, I think, jumped on it, went out to the preacher stand, did a video wearing a Santa hat saying. That is so random. Wearing a Santa hat saying, we have to save this preacher stand. He started a GoFundMe. It raised $95. $95. That's how much the people of Kosciuszko County really cared about the preacher stand, right? Now, listen, if you love the preacher stand, I don't have anything against the preacher stand. Right. What, I what I have a problem with is government funding nostalgia. Sure. If the guy who runs the place tells me it's bad money after bad money after bad money, okay, I don't think the government needs to be paying for it. The people don't need to be find find someone who wants to start a GoFundMe and let them take oh, care yeah. of this thing. Yeah. Create the Preacher Stand Foundation. I don't care, but this doesn't need to be something that we're continuing to pay for. Yeah. Was my belief. Now the local government on the city level, they see. I think it was. It might have been like fifteen people just going back and forth <laughs> on the ink free comment section. But they saw this outrage. Well, there you go. I mean, as soon as you say ink free, I mean, that's just the land of, you know, the amateur troll. Ah. So they see this. They see this that's outrage. They immediately, they say, we need to reconsider this motion. The, the guy who runs the place says, yeah, I don't know where that, I don't know where that motion came from. I was really surprised when I saw, <laughs> when he said that's that. That's beautiful. I'm like, ah! That's beautiful. Another, Me too, Brute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, writing's on the wall at that point. The moment they were like, oh, we're going to reconsider this. I'm like, okay. Freedom Cats podcast is brought to you by Hoplore Brewing with two locations in the historic Leesburg Mill and the new location on Market Street. We brew with innovation. Okay. Preacher stand's not going anywhere, and I'm the guy who wanted to kill the preacher stand. <laughs> I was this close to selling Chris effigies, but, you know, it all fizzled out. So, thankfully... Yeah. As of this week, the preacher stand has been saved. Thank, God. Thank yeah. goodness that the preacher yeah. stand has been saved. But that was again a politi politicization of serv politization sure. of service. Yeah, sure. Uh, the, the, once a month, I left work early. I drove back into town. I go to this meeting. I don't believe that the pre I don't believe that the cemetery board was going to launch me into anything in, into any kind of greatness. It was, it, it's a board, right? Yeah. But to have somebody who's running for office suddenly jump on it and attach his name to it, and, right, you right. know, that's the, that's that's the point where it suddenly became, or when 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 you know, government people, people who are in leadership positions, are being reactionary well, to the so internet. Let me ask you this: So you're in this 
and I only see it as a you know entertained observer. Yeah, but there there does seem to be this pervasion of urgency and being relevant. So anything you can tie yourself to as a politician, I don't know if that's how we want to term it, but um, somebody who wants to be in the forefront of the conversation, they try to find the thing that they can tie some urgency to and their name to and have that conversation. This just seemed to conveniently be, I mean, it's ridiculous, right? But it was something that could percolate momentarily as an urgent issue and you know, 100% tie their name it, to it's it. It's all about trending. Yeah, it's it all about trending. this game of yeah. trending. And then right. yeah. it's, it's such a, a weird, toxic ebb and flow because you're constantly stacking one urgent thing on top of the next urgent mm-hmm. thing. And it's empty, it's empty, substanceless conversation. Right. Um, it's all about moment. It's all about harnessing momentum. Okay. It is very difficult to get someone to care about anyone but themselves. It's Don't difficult. Don't look at me when you say that. I care about everybody. I know you do. You're the exception. That's why you're going into the woods and I'm going into the camp. Um, but no, it, it, it's difficult to do that. It's difficult for me to get Stefan to care enough about me that on a Tuesday, he leaves work, gets in line, and hits my, na- and hits my name on a ballot yeah. because he cares about me. Right. What I have to do is I have to attach my name to what Stefan does care about. Right. So it's not... I'm voting for Chris. It's I'm voting for the guy that supports the second amendment. I'm right. voting for the guy who is pro-life. I'm voting for the guy who wants to save the preacher stand. Right. It's not, it's about attaching that because all of those things, maybe not the preacher stand, but those issues hit something very primal in people. Right. Yeah. So, well, okay. So, but there's two different things you're saying there. One is meaningful. To Stefan, right, in this example. There, the freedom of speech, the freedom to defend oneself, right. the freedom to, to be able to maintain all of the liberties that we have should be primarily relevant to everybody. So anybody who brings that up, they should have a rationale for how, or a strategy for how they're actually implementing something that does that. The preacher stand? It's like... Who, wh- how is that primarily relevant? It's based on an emotion. In and, that and, moment, in that moment, that kid sees hubbub on Facebook, right? He sees a comment section that has 60 comments. And all of the comments are, how dare this guy do this, right? Yeah, right. So he wants to be on that. He he perceives the momentum that he can attach his name to. Right, but there's no substance there. No. It doesn't have to be. I mean, we've all been in sales. Uh, the one thing I remember from from selling more than anything else is decisions are not based on logic. Decisions are based on emotion. They're simply justified with logic. So when it comes down to it, like jumping on the, the preacher stand or jumping on the Second Amendment or whatever, it, it appeals to that heart. It appeals to the emotion. And Okay, so here we go. Red Dawn. Okay. Bring it back. Red Dawn. So I'm trying to figure out how this whole thing would shake out in modern day, right? So that scene... Where they drop off the crate of like the crate falls off the back of the truck. Oh, the the hey, the, oops, the food fell off the truck scene. Yeah, and yeah. For some reason, there's like what a frosted flakes in in the crate, mm-hmm. which is not something the military would be curtain around. But whatever. Marketing. Yeah. What's well, the Russians though? It's just stuff that they've been. They're okay. Whatever. I don't know what Tony the Tiger's name would be in Russian, but something like that. Delicacy over there. Yeah. Frosted flakes. So. 
anyway. Tony the Tiger. Yeah, the Tiger flakes with frosted. So sugar all over. Having grown up, listen, having grown up in Alaska, like I know many fine Russians, and this is defamatory. <laughs> all this is just disgusting. But go ahead. So, so is that quintessentially this emotional plea? Like, like logically, they should have been able to think through. Nah, that's not going to happen. But they were hungry and they were tired and they were ready to give up anyways. They were at the. Uh, it was the separation between those who are going to give up anyways and those who are going to fight to get over the border in that moment. Mm-hmm. Is that what we're talking about? Is that how we make this relevant? Um, yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying, yeah. But, and I think that in that sense, you had people who were, who were, yeah, I mean, you have people who are starving and you're giving them false, you're giving them, you're giving them food that isn't fulfilling. You're, and again, like for instance, you're absolutely, I think I agree with you hundred percent. If you're going to say that you are, um, if you're going to build a, uh, some, if you're going to build a platform on the second amendment and protecting the second amendment, there need to be, you need to have a, you need to have a plan. You need to have, but we don't even, we don't even, we don't do that. No. Right. We, we don't require you to do that. We, right. you just have to say, I'm going to defend the second amendment against those who will oppose it. Well, who are those people? Right. Well, not only that, if you don't, if you don't have a solid foundation for any argument, then you'll fall for anything. It's like the, those people are just saying the thing that the, the words seem to resonate the most pungently, potently, right? You, and everybody falls prey to it because they don't have a good foundation to say, well, that doesn't make any sense, right? So those would be the people who run down to the crate and they're eating the you know, Russian frosted yeah. flakes. Right. Or at that point where where in politics you have to create the bad guy. Um, yes, they're not right. they're not just there. Like when Reagan was around, you had the bad guy. It was the USSR. You know, it was Gorbachev. He was the bad guy. Um, now, who's the bad guy? Yeah, I miss I miss villains that have the giant birthmark on their face. I mean, that's that, that's pretty much Gorbachev. I if mean, you have there were some giant... amazing political cartoons based on. That birthmark. What a brilliant, that's such a brilliant villain. I mean, he literally looked just like a villain. Yeah. yeah. I think like Brezhnev and the guys who preceded him were more villains. Gorbachev was like, hey, let's end this fighting thing. Yeah, he's kind of a comic villain. Yeah, he was, he was a James Bond villain. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Might have looked the part. But I intend he totally to looked die. the part. I think he got that role because like, who, oh, look at the guy with the birthmark on his face. Yeah. Definitely the villain. All right. Well, we've covered a lot covered a lot we talk about the need for substance i hope today's conversation was one of substance and not just russian frosted flakes freedom cats we are the freedom cats i'm chris i'm jody stefan we want to thank you for listening and uh we'll like, be back share and subscribe we want this thing to unseat joe rogan on spotify so not too aspirational but you know up there a little bit right you need to have realistic attainable goals in life. And I feel like that's, a, that is one. No, we're not going to bow down to cancel culture. So like Chris right. calling out, you know, blackface in the eighties. It's, that's hardcore, man. Bro, you got to watch that. Movie. You know, so you're bad. You are you know totally good. Hey, here's the deal. You're going to you trend guys, on you, You're going to trend. And I'm, not, <laughs> no, I'm talking to the two of you. I will reimburse you the $3. Okay. <laughs> watch soul man this week. I am not going to commit to that. This is Jody saying, "I'm not." I will. To I that. will pay the three bucks for you to see just how atrocious need, that movie is. I need to be on another list. I don't want to. I, I actually do want to trend on the local ink free whatever. So, 
Like, share, and subscribe. Like, share, and subscribe. Everybody, make your comments. Be outraged. We want that. I love it. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll, t- we'll talk to you soon.